0: Break It Down with Rick and Tim is also available to watch on YouTube. Oh, that was very bright and exciting and wonderful. It'll go great in there. I like it. And don't forget to check out our website. That's right. www.breakitdownwithrickandtim.com
1: Do you believe in the Easter Bunny? No. Do you think people, like my daughters, believe in the Easter Bunny?
0: and we're coming close to Christmas, Do you believe in Santa Claus? No, I mean, I would love for him to come down my chimney and stuff my stocking.
1: (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Wrong with you.
0: Alas, no Jolly Saint Nick is putting a smile on my face. Jesus Christ. My. So no. So much is wrong with you. No to the Easter Bunny, no to Santa Claus.
1: Do you think, because, like, my daughters, and it's understandable because they're children. My daughters, they believe in Santa Claus. They believe in the Easter Bunny. Well, and they I, should. They're, like, six. Six and four. Yeah. yeah. Six and four, six and two. Uh, but, like, I think the six-year-old is kind of starting to realize
0: she's critical thinking.
1: But, well, yeah, because that's how we've taught her, huh. which is a good thing. A 10 or 12-year-old believing in Santa Claus still. Think that they're kind of losing their mind a little bit? Do you think somebody who believes in the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus or, I don't know, maybe Bigfoot is sane? <laughs> oh, hi there, Jimbo.
0: <laughs> Bigfoot's real. It's weird to talk I, to. I shall a Bigfoot. Yep. It made me up or deck of my pants, shoot. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, hi, my name is Rick. Hi, my name is Tim. And this is Break It Down with Breaking Tim. What the hell's going on? It's a good question. I'm glad I'm Italian. I'm not white. You kind of (laughs) are.
1: Why does it have to be the big chicken?
0: (laughs) Why does it have to be the big chicken?
1: Why do you have to say it like that? (laughs) I was right. And you were racist. It's Britney, bitch. (laughs) I still have a belief that Sasquatch is out there. But that doesn't make me crazy. And you give me that face, and this is my issue with you. Mm. You're a questionable person. This is a podcast where Rick, a Generation Xer, and
0: Tim, a millennial, come together and try to find answers to our changing world. Break it down with Rick and Tim. All right. Mm. People having belief systems like that... I think who are adults are suffering from some kind of mental disorder for real. I am guilty of that for 10 years. I dedicated my life to researching and investigating the subject of Sasquatch and I come away a better person now, now that I have found the truth and can see why people like me fall victim to something like that because we're looking for meaning we're searching for meaning and we find a community that embraces us that doesn't vet us that welcomes us unconditionally and it's truly as absurd as a grown man collecting my little pony and thinking there's an easter bunny shooting easter eggs out of its ass Flat earthers, same thing. It's the suspension of critical thinking skills. And I think a lot of people are suffering mentally because of it. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. One, two, three. We're not crazy. Today's subject is mental health. Mental health. Yes, we live in the Portland area. We do. And we see people who are truly suffering from mental health issues every single day. Right. And before we
1: begin, I think it's important that we break down what is a mental health issue.
0: Let's, what, let's define that. What is a mental health issue? You know, taking care of our bodies physically, mentally, are very important. You got to keep the vehicle going. It's like right. a car. right. But what is the actual,
1: like, if somebody said, tell me, what on paper is a mental health issue?
0: If you are not able to conduct your life in a healthy manner for you and the people around you, where it becomes destructive and negative and toxic and painful in regards to verbal abuse, physical abuse, your own personal abuse, neglect, things like that, then... That is a mental health issue. Mental health is a big umbrella. You could put a lot of things under that chronic depression. I suffer from that, especially around the holidays, since I don't have any more family, I have you and my dogs and this big microphone. That's right. You have a voice seriously. So it's, it can be really hard and my mental health, I don't think is in jeopardy anymore when I was dealing with my parents' loss and then having to evict my best friend who was a drug addict and was stealing from me. Worst experience of my life. And my depression was, it just, I was non-functional.
1: Depression is not a matter of having a bad day. It's not a turn your frown upside down or choose joy kind of thing. Depression makes you tired, not take a nap tired, sleep for a century tired. Depression can make even the most mundane task feel monumental to achieve. Some people get so depressed that the idea of getting out of bed and brushing their teeth feels like an Olympic task. They're not exaggerating. Depression is not a weakness. Depression is not a choice. Depression is an illness. And for a lot of us, mental illness, including depression, literally exists in our genes, like a really (laughs) f***ed up blueprint.
0: Well, according to the Google, the definition of mental health. Mental health encompasses emotional. So that would be like how you feel. Psychological.
1: Uh, the way you perceive things and like the world around you. Yeah. And social well-being. The way you perceive other people perceiving
0: you and the way you think your relationships are. This next one is something that you're responsible for. Okay. Influencing cognition. Okay, so what does that mean? Influencing thought. Okay. Thinking, critical thinking.
1: S- or where you get your information from.
0: That's part of that.
1: Like who you let influence you.
0: Mm-hmm. Perception.
1: Okay, so... How you look at the world. Okay, so your personal views on things. So your perspective, your point your, of view. Your reality. Yeah, your reality. And behavior. How
0: you act on your understanding
1: of the world around you.
0: It likewise determines how an individual handles stress.
1: Okay, so how you react to when the world is crashing down around you, fight or flight or freeze or I think there's one more. Submit. Mm -hmm.
0: Interpersonal relationships.
1: Okay, so how you develop long-term relationships. Easy. Can you have lifelong friends? Can you stay in a Maintain them. Yes. Can you maintain these lifelong friendships?
0: And decision-making.
1: Critical thinking. That one's self-explanatory. Can you make the right decision?
0: Yeah, that's all under mental health.
1: That is a lot. So categorizing a mental health disorder would be anything that alters your ability to do one of those things out of those pretty much nine things.
0: It's six. And then it likewise determines how an individual handles stress, relationships, and decision-making. So nine things. Six main things that affect three things. That is extremely complicated. That might
1: cause a mental health disorder, one might say. I guess that kind of opens it up to really a broad birth of mental health possibilities of things to go
0: wrong. Why is there such a stigma attached to the topic of mental health in our country and other countries in the world?
1: I think because it's odd to us to put ourselves uh, in that perspective from that person because it challenged
0: what was our understanding of normal. When something's out of sight, it's out of mind. And I think historically, people that were suffering from serious psychological issues, like schizophrenia, for example, they were put in hospitals like Bellevue, straitjackets, locked away in sanitariums, things like that. And society continues forward, leaving them behind. The royal family had... Uh, two royal members that were suffering from mental illness that were being cared for and they were kept out of the limelight and family affairs and things like that because of public perception i learned that on the crown
1: catherine and nerissa Bose leon were first cousins to queen elizabeth ii and her sister princess margaret they were quietly placed in the Royal Earlswood Hospital for People with Developmental Disabilities. The Crown Netflix series puts forward the argument that it was to save the royal family from questions about hereditary mental illness.
0: <laughs> it's sad, but that's, that's where I learned it, and it's right. true.
1: Well, you're right. When I was exists in, in, in society today, when I was in Korea... Uh, you didn't see a lot of people who suffered from mental health issues in society. And come to find out, uh, the normal thing to do is to send your kid to a facility out in the country and forget about them.
0: It's a shame. It no. is a shame. Why were you in Korea, real quick, so people can know?
1: I was teaching English,
0: I was broadening my perspectives. Every day we see mental health. On the streets, especially since we live in the Portland area, right? I have a, I have another question for you. Okay, what's your next question? The homeless topic incorporates a lot of mental health topics mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and from what I have been finding out this past year, and in because of my exposure to what's happening here in my community, chronic drug use. ...creates mental health problems. Yeah. And I will see entertainers... It's Britney, bitch. And you can tell something's happened in the 20 years that she's been... ...in front of our eyes in media. She's not the same person she was. Leave
1: Britney alone!
0: Every human being's brain chemistry is different... Similar, but different. So you could do crystal meth once and just be destroyed. Or Absolutely. you could do it your whole life. And yeah, visibly we can tell you've definitely been on stuff. But, but like, mentally you're still there.
1: Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can fry your brain. And I think drug use is one. We have a lot of homeless veterans. Uh, exposing yourself to extreme trauma like you would in a war is another way you can fry your brain. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, PTSD. PTSD is is no joke. We need we need to do something about that. TBI, traumatic brain traumatic injury. Brain, traumatic brain injury. Uh, all sorts of the, these. Uh, go, going back to our list, there's so many things that we can lump into the category of a mental health problem. And all of these things in one way or another, have a catalyst, right? A trigger. A trigger, or I guess you would call it a trigger. Yeah. An activation. Trigger is
0: is very pointed. How is your mental health?
1: Right now, in the moment, it's... I'm, I I feel like I'm hanging in there. I I think I'm good. It fluctuates? Yeah. I mean, I take care of myself for the most part. I just joined a gym... Very expensive one hundred and eighty six bucks a month for my family, okay you joined a gym? okay, so I joined a gym. I take care of myself, I try to eat healthy, although it's been rough doing that around the holidays
0: and some may argue that diet is a contributor to your mental health. absolutely, I think it is that was my battle, my battle with food. I loved it. I still do. I love food. Mm. if your mental health was in jeopardy for any reason are you comfortable enough with you as a person to be able to reach out for help?
1: I don't know. I haven't really reached out for help in terms of like the struggles that I've gone through. Uh, Cause I mean, everybody goes through difficult things, getting new jobs and change and everything. And it's all about for me finding a rhythm and I've always found a rhythm and I've never really gotten to a point where I haven't kind of worked out a problem on my own and felt that I've needed like someone to help me work through it but that's not to say that i haven't you know talked through some of my decisions with people and taken input and you know reached out to friends with small tidbits and whatnot
0: uh you know in terms of my mental health you have healthy relationships with your family and your friends
1: yeah i'd say i'd have healthy relationships with my family and friends
0: and generally people that care about you will notice a change in your behavior and maybe might point something out to you that you don't even realize. For example, in my case, when I'm upset about something, I shut up. And sometimes I'm not aware of it. And people tell me, what's wrong? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you're so quiet. Nothing's wrong. But yet there is. Sure. Because m- my outwardly positive, you know, bouncing off the walls personality is suddenly just total introvert. Right? Your aura has subsided in... Yeah. in- in yeah. some terms, yeah, the turtle head has gone back in the shell. There you go. That's a fun visual. And I am I am becoming more aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's harder now that I'm all alone since I don't have my family anymore. Well, you do have you know people and folks who care about you. So. Sure, of course, and you would not I'm sure you would notice something was similar. of course yeah. I mean, hey
1: Rick, hey Rick, what's going on? Right? If you if you start <laughs> if you weren't sending me like five random TikTok videos a day that I never watch cuz I don't have a TikTok and it always asks me to go to TikTok. <laughs> Um, and then I f- sometimes will try to watch them and I'll have issues watching them because it's on web browser and it just it just doesn't. It's just a mess. It's
0: just so a mess. from now on, I'm going to download the video. Oh, my God. That's probably
1: it. a much better idea. I can do that for you. Good, because I it always takes me out. I just I, I'm an old person, Rick. I'm older than you. I feel like sometimes. Anyway, what, I feel like that because I also push my limits. Like I take on a lot of work a lot of stress
0: well you have a stressful job i do and you're strong right now in your life mentally physically health-wise to withstand the world of being an educator in today's society you know so right and especially with at-risk you know students me being a student even this late in life I will sit in class and wonder, you know what? What if a shooter comes in? I'm at a university, and universities have been targets of mass shootings. And I, I'm not saying my mental health is in jeopardy because of it, but it's just, you know, my mind will go there when I'm sitting in class, thinking, okay, what was that sound we just heard outside in the hallway? So, that- so but imagine being a teacher in your shoes. Hearing a loud noise outside in the hallway. So if my perspective as a student is like, oh, what's that? I can't imagine you being responsible for a class of kids. I can Yeah, I mean I've been in
1: school and I've been in lockdowns before.
0: It's got. I can't imagine I can Are you able to talk to your parents about anything? Sure. What about your wife? Yes, anything sure easy. That's good. You have that
1: I can sometimes I have to gauge whether or not it's worth her reaction (laughs) <laughs> as everybody does in their relationships. The
0: life of a married man. It's life of any married person. Happy wife, happy life. Right.
1: There are some problems that we all can solve on our own, and if it's big enough to bring to our partner, we will. I'm sure there are problems that she deals with all the time that she doesn't tell me about.
0: When you're dealing with people who come from lots of trauma, those, that trauma shows itself in later life uh-huh. as depression sometimes, as anxiety sometimes, as mental health issues. And because I recognize that the, the impact of poverty and the impact of trauma in right. poverty really causes people to carry that into their lives unless it is processed. In my case I have depression mm-hmm. and your perception is that I also have anxiety. I think so. Is it constant or does it come and go?
1: I think there are certain things that can set you off uh, oh, yeah. what the <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the world right now in our current state mm. of time currently calls a trigger, uh, which I believe at some point they're going to change because trigger entails you're shooting someone because there's triggers on guns. Set off? Uh, yeah. Or activated. Blow up? You're activated is one. that activated. I've, heard, I've heard that one. So <laughs> I, I have a feeling that we're going to go to activated next. Uh, Richter's activated. Right. Right. Uh, Well, it activates your, you know, trauma response, I guess you would call it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so let's talk about that. Um, We recently had uh, somebody who was strolling through our neighborhood, a homeless person, I assume. And she uh, was clearly not well, probably experiencing a mental health issue. And she... Went onto our neighbor's property and was eyeing their wind chime. And I walked around the corner to kind of approach her. And my approach would have been like, excuse me, uh, let's move away from that. I would have approached it very diplomatically. However, behind me, uh, behind the red curtain, was a
0: bull charging. Whoosh. I cannot confirm nor deny if that bull was me. It was very very quick to
1: escalate uh yeah you were very quick to es- escalate that moment and uh you certainly scared her <laughs> that was the intention that and, and and you did right
0: um and i explained to you why exactly right so you justified that the rick from a year ago would not have responded that way because a year ago did the cough Maybe. I have a tickle in my throat. I'm thinking about drinking that water, but it's
1: also been there for a week. No, it's your water. I I haven't touched it. It's been there for a week. Water
0: doesn't go bad. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Oh, drink your water. Young man. Does water go bad?
1: No. Water is a natural substance and does not go bad.
0: Oh, no. It went flat. No. It can grow... (laughs) I explained to you when that happened, why I reacted that way, because Rick a year ago would not have responded in such an aggressive manner. In the past year, I've had a homeless person attempt to enter my backyard through my gate while I was in my backyard with my dogs and my dogs are all that I have. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus! I'd be like you with your kids. So let's okay, uh, exactly. Right. And then, and then the guy that came to my front door without a shirt on, and I mistakenly answered without looking through my eye hole, speaking to me in gibberish, clearly on some kind of a drug. Yeah, and was homeless. I remember this and. He wanted ju, ju- juice. juice. Ju-, ju juice, that's how he said it. I'm like, there's no juice here. Then he went to go knock on my neighbor's door. I'm like, don't knock on her door. You know, she, you know, get out of here. And he and he left. And I was like, "Oh my gosh. You know, you you deal with the homeless situation in different ways. And when it comes to your own home, like you had that one guy that wasn't homeless in your window with an ice pick." Right. Oh, imagine if he was homeless. Now you've You've engaged with some of these people in our community that yeah. I have zero tolerance. So for let's now. let's go. Let me. I'm going to stop you here because
1: I want to go back and examine what you said there because you're defending your actions against this lady. So let's and and again, I want to I want to say it's the anxiety that's been created by the experiences you have, right? So. Here's my perspective on the thing. When I approached the lady, yes, I understand that there has been some invasions of our privacy, invasions of our property. Um, Hijacking our neighborhoods. Hijackings of our neighborhoods, one might say. That's something we can you know, address at some point. But let's go back to your experiences. The guy that was at the door. Again, yes, an invasion of your privacy but
0: then you discovered something about him. What did you discover about him? That he's a crystal meth addict. Right. And uh, he's been living on the streets for quite some time. Right. And it's breaking his mother's heart. Right. He has a daughter. Right. And he is abandoned all responsibility right. in favor of drugs. Right. Now, is he going through a mental health crisis? I don't know the answer to that because I don't know if the drugs were his self-medicating way of dealing with issues or if he's mental now because of the drug use. I don't know him. Either way,
1: if, do you think he is – his going back to those nine points, those six things that relate to the, to the things, the whole map, any of those nodes are – if they are affected – Would he be considered going through a mental health crisis?
0: Let's look him up right now. Pull it up.
1: Well, I don't even think we have to look him up, just on on the surface level. Emotional, I could not tell with him. Psychological. Was he perceiving the... Do you think that his
0: emotions were in control? I don't know. Okay. But uh, psychological, clearly speaking in gibberish. Okay. Asking for juice. A complete stranger. Right. Uh, His social well-being.
1: Well... Here's the other thing. He might have come across, it was during the summer, was it not? Yes. I I thought about that. I figured your neighbor sometimes leaves out juice. Gatorade. She does. Uh, he might have come across that little treasure chest mm-hmm. and might have got some of that ju- ju- juice.
0: You're not supposed to feed the animals. That's awful. You can't put that in there. We're not calling the homeless people animals. Well, Smokey the Bear.
1: I hate you. (laughs) Going back to the whole idea of it, do you think that he was going through a mental health crisis? At the beginning of this, you said that drugs are a catalyst to a mental health crisis. They do. They can lead to it. They can lead to it. They can lead to it. A dependency on a drug is going to affect some of these things.
0: Especially the last three. Decision-making, interpersonal relationships, and how they handle stress. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: So, do they deserve a bit of empathy?
0: The Rick a year ago would say, yes, and we should hug the trees and bang our tambourines. The Rick now says, no, no, because drugs are a choice. They have affected my life personally because of my old best friend that I had to evict. Because he was lying and stealing from me. Right. Living what in my, his, my home environment. Was, so what was his drug? Crystal meth. Okay. And okay. when did he start? Years ago. And how and did he, it begin? And he lied to me and said that he's been sober for seven years. So how did it begin? Do you don't, know? don't know.
1: Okay. So here's, here's the other thing. Like we have a huge problem. Um, and part of it is, you know, our fentanyl problem, our drug problem. I mean, I know a lot of people who, uh, you know, Broke a broke a limb, or had a a tooth taken out, and it becomes like a slippery slope. It becomes slope. Uh, it just, it's just it's the the one the domino thing. effect. Yep, and so yes, drugs are a choice, but also um, it's an easy trap to get sucked into. And for those people who are predisposed, I think to an addictive personality, like they can in the in the wrong hands be pushed into an addiction. Mm -hmm. Uh, by our pharmaceutical companies, and I have no qualms saying that because it's been proven
0: in court. I do have empathy for homeless that are not on drugs, that are trying to Mm -hmm. get back on their feet, that are trying to better their environment. I have yet to see that in our community, too.
1: Right, because who wants to to run that? Who wants to fund that? Who has the
0: money to do that? That man that we met when we were out for our walk, the Gresham... Homeless uh-huh. specialist, environment specialist. And he told us he's tried to help these people, give, give them places to live. And they said no. The one individual, you know who I'm talking about. Right, because those places to live come with stipulations. You got to get clean.
1: And for them, in that moment, their decision-making isn't clear because they just want drugs, man. I don't want to live anywhere. I just want drugs.
0: It's not very fair. Tim, it would be different if that woman said... Help me. But she her didn't.
1: decision making is being impaired there, right? And so, so it's, it goes back to they're not really themselves. Um, and that's not necessarily an excuse for their behavior and an excuse for them to be in the community. But do you think that it warrants such an aggressive response from you? Or does it warrant us to give her an assertive correction? Instead of an aggressive, I'm going to uh, m- extremely masculinist. Let's,
0: let's, let's be transparent here. Yeah. That woman who was clearly on drugs yes. was on the property of an elderly woman that we like right. and that we know who's right. part of our community. Mm-hmm. And she shares the house with her son. Right. I will defend people that I know and care about. Right in my social circle, in our community. If it was someone else's house that I don't know who lives there, I'd be like, hey, get away from there. It would be a totally different right. Tim-approved Richter tone. Tim-approved Richter tone. But if it was, let's say, your house, we might be having a different discussion right now. <laughs> but I, I, it's it just... No, it's just... <sighs> so
1: how do you control yourself when you feel out of control? Because, remember, I was there. Like, I was approaching that lady. Clearly, I had a plan of action. But when you realized what was happening, it didn't matter where I was, who I was, or what I was. You had one goal to get her out of there. Right? And I was caught in the middle of it, and I turned around, and I was like, ah, I was just as surprised as her. I was caught in the crossfire. Right? Sorry. right and 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 i, I don't tell regret, this, i don't regret it well and 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 let me go back because this is kind of what i deal with because i have those kind of reactions that i deal with from the people i work with and it happens in like my p- place of learning and those people that i deal with those clients that i deal with they have the same outlook of course I'm going to attack her. Of course I'm going to stand up to her. They don't say attack her. Say, of course I'm going to I'm gonna let her know that, that they can't talk about me like that. Of course I'm going to, I, and I don't regret, even if it's going to get me kicked out of this place that I'm at, I don't regret doing it because I, I have to stand up for myself. They're so stuck in the idea that they have to, when they see something wrong, they have to assert themselves, not assertively, but aggressively, to the point that that thing is tamped down. Do you know what I'm saying? right it's that the person with the bigger stick is going to win and that i think is what is the problem in our community is is we don't know how to negotiate with each other
0: we don't know how negotiate with someone that's on drugs like that woman right what was she telling you to go and vote right yesterday today and tomorrow do you remember what my response to her was It wasn't my response. (laughs) I was quiet. At at that point, I was like, okay, you got this, Tim. Right.
1: And then do you remember what my response was?
0: No. It was just to kind of
1: play her game a little bit. I told her, hey, voting was the day before. And she said, well, you got to get out and vote. And I said, I already voted. You got to worry about us. You get out and vote. I kind of threw it back at her. I played her game. And she moved on. And I was like, yeah, you got to go. You got to keep moving. She kept going, right? There was, for me escalating and i've learned this in the field of education and i will stand by this the moment you escalate and lose control you lose control nobody can control themselves when they're that escalated because you have one goal to make sure that that person stops whatever they are doing and it blinds yourself to the entire community around you. You don't see who you're affecting. You don't see, you know, if your response scared the old lady that might have been standing behind the door, you know, uh, peering through her people at this crazy lady. You know, uh, it was, you know, our the, the the son who was there, and he was like, "Whoa, I heard that when I came out," and it, put, it shocked him too, right? So it really affected everybody in that community at once. We saw Richter go from zero to sixty. Like that,
0: I did not physically harm her.
1: No, I wasn't even close to physically harming her. No, but you definitely emotionally scared her. I got the message
0: <laughs> and across. We... I'm not going to yell what I said, but I'm going to say what I said. Hey, get the <laughs> fuck! Out of there, right? That's not your property, right?
1: Now, what if my children were playing? Oh,
0: Don't I would have probably have been it? throwing punchings on, on her right. because uh, your right. kids are there, right?
1: Okay, but then what would that have done to my kids? See, again, it's it's that, but vi- if she had a, if it she is does, that she approached your kids, why would she would, have, she would rage. Approach,
0: if she had approached your kids, right? In that some way, inappropriately, mm. then yeah, I would have you, would, you would have to pull. Well, I'm sure well, oh, I,
1: I would be there, 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 w- you know, but the. In our community, I want to go back to, in situations, we get to make a choice. Do we want to fight trauma with trauma, or do we want to process what is happening and find the best, most untraumatic outcome? I think that is part of our mental health problem, because all of us are predisposed to be overly aggressive. It took me a while to unlearn exactly what you are talking about. This, I am going to puff my chest up and be angry and be the biggest, baddest person here so that you get scared and go away. That is a problem because we can deal with things in a much more controlled way.
0: If I was doing random outbursts in public for no reason at all, I would totally agree with you 100%. Right. But this is my home. This is my community. That was a lady I know and enjoy her company. That sounds naughty. We hang out and play with our dogs. We're not, you know, so <coughs> we do neighborly things. To me, I thought that was in jeopardy.
1: What if she had a gun? I don't know. I was looking at the the statistics of uh, the crime in Portland. 25% of the crime was home like like shooting and stabbing and all that stuff related stuff was homeless on homeless and stuff like that, like homeless related. So she very well could have had a, a weapon on her, right? And you get big and you get angry and I'm standing between you and her and maybe bullets start going flying. Maybe she has a knife on her and she pulls it out to defend herself and starts swinging it around. There's so many things that can go wrong when you escalate. We don't realize until it does happen. That is something I've learned in my job, too.
0: I know there's a line I will not cross, and that's being physical.
1: Would there be a line if I said it and said, like, bro, you can't, like, explode like that around my
0: kids? Well, I never would. I haven't. No. When we, and your kids and I and you have been around homeless people, especially when that one guy was screaming at us, sure. I can smell the air. Right. And, yeah, but. I didn't explode at him. No, you didn't. Because he wasn't doing anything to you or me or your daughters. No. He wasn't invading uh, property. <laughs> he wasn't, you know, that woman we saw was taking people's property and right. going from house to house to house. Right. We could have dealt with that in a much copper way, I think. I have zero tolerance for that now.
1: I guess what I'm saying is I think that stuff has happened to you that maybe has impeded one of these things and has, and this is something that, and, and this is why mental health is one of those things that uh, we look at. What was that? Oh! Tim cracked his neck. Yeah! And we should look at on a much wider scale because you've had some trauma that now has gotten in the way of you having empathy for the people um, in our community when they violate our stuff. Um, And it causes a reaction that to some in the community might find a little scary. And you firmly believe that it's still okay to do, which is okay. Because there's a line I will not cross. But we don't know what that line is. And we don't know how far you're willing to push that line in that moment, right? Because what happens if they pull out a weapon? What are you going to do next?
0: I don't know. I guess if that happens, we'll cross that bridge when it comes.
1: Exactly. We will push that line to wherever we need to push it, right?
0: (laughs) You know what? (laughs) You know what? what I'd say, oh, I wish a mother (laughs) would. Take off my earrings. Yeah. Bring a bitch.
1: And what does that cause? What do we call that? I wish a
0: mother would right i'm ready
1: i I want to cause somebody harm i want somebody to do something for the purpose of me being able to get my aggression out on them i wish they would i wish they wouldn't be nice to me and you know see my perspective and understand my feelings and have the empathy. i wish they would poke me so that i could just open up on them i wish they would I hate when I hear that because it just, it opens the door for a fight. And it's like, why would I want that in my community? Why would I want somebody saying, I'm ready for this aggression? Why, how is that healthy? It just, it's scary to me because that's how these fights happen. And we live in a community where where we, where we love our weapons. We love our guns. And this is how things start. We... As a community, and I think COVID did this to us a lot, have forgotten how to talk to each other and how to negotiate and how to deal with people who are going through mental health crises. So our option there, right, is to explode on this person, right? And that's kind of like what our society has done in the past, right? Let's just pick them up off the streets, get them for drug charges, put them in recovery or jail. The, the punitive, and that perpetuates the cycle of trauma. Nothing ever gets done. Nobody ever learns. Or we take another approach, right? I have a buddy who's, in, who's deep into this now, where we have this you know, peer outreach, right? We see somebody going through a mental health crisis. They're addicted to drugs. It's, being, it's causing mental health crises like you said at the beginning. Uh, and they are there to offer them support, uh, someone to talk to, someone to help guide them through the system On getting back to recovery and into society. One of them cleans up the problem. The other one continues the cycle of trauma. You have to decide, I guess, which one you want to be a part of.
0: Rational human behavior, I'm all for. Dealing with someone that's on drugs, violating our space, our homes. Our safety, et cetera, et cetera. I have Mm -hmm. zero I have zero tolerance for. And unfortunately, our police here, as you know, in the city, Gresham, we have seven cops. Right. As of what? The summer. We don't know how they've hired anyone. But there is no manpower. And that one police officer that was talking to us regarding another homeless situation Uh told us you gotta do what you gotta do. Right. No, I'm not saying that he's giving us the okay to Verbally assault homeless people that are invading property, but but you're saying that he we, gave have you the to, verbal okay we have to we have to look out assault people, right? What like, I'm saying, you got to ha- do what you got to do. I wish a mother... would. <laughs> oh, no, I'm kidding, right? You got to do
1: what you got to do. We have Rick. to look
0: out for each other. You got
1: to do what you got to do.
0: We have to look out for each other,
1: and well, however way you want to frame it. You no,
0: know, I'm sorry that I scared you. Did you piddle? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you think she piddled? I don't know, maybe. I think so. I think. Probably.
1: So let me ask you this question. Do you think that um, white rage is a mental health problem?
0: Well, let's see here. According to all these uh, things, white rage, emotional, psychological, and social well-being, yes. Influencing behavior, yeah. Mm, Yes. Um, White rage is bad decision-making. Uh, it affects interpersonal relationships, and having that kind of white rage uh, isn't handling stress very well. Why does it have to be white rage? Can it just be rage in general? I think the the, the term white rage has become popular because of MAGA and right. that environment Donald Trump has nurtured.
1: So one might say to those people, the outside world has impeded their way of life right it's challenging their home their view of what america is and the reason why they're all going crazy is because they're seeing the same thing you're seeing out here Mm -hmm. is people coming in and going oh this looks nice i like this We're going to change some things around here. And they're going, heck no, I'm going to get angry and rage at you until you
0: see things my way. On the surface, I can see that analogy. But you're not encompassing the environment, which was my personal environment, and the relationships I have with people in our community. This wasn't some random stranger's house. So that's different Mm -hmm. than, you know doing like a, a complete wash that white rage and richter losing it on some druggie that was
1: i think you just said it right there you lost yeah. it on some druggie you lost it right oh i did you lost it oh yeah you lost control were you in yeah. control that's what lost I, it means i think because i was completely in control of my body uh, i remember trying to talk you down
0: and you it, it did
1: I did I tried huh. to calm you very quickly because it was like very shocking you were mm-hmm. ready to bust shit up and that would have been very traumatic for everybody there and so do you think you were in control
0: you said you lost it verbally I lost it
1: I think you lost it more than verbally because I was there I saw it. Ooh. I wish we had video of it I do too I <laughs> think- oh my god maybe we might did you have your side camera up at the time no. Oh, my God. No, it doesn't capture that. That would have been
0: epic. But it would—it was probably the most hetero, heterosexual moment of my life.
1: It was. I was
0: like, let's find him a woman. <laughs> that was butch. It was. Here's I, the thing. I'm... There was no lisp. The earrings didn't come off. I didn't take off my purse. The high heel shoes didn't come off. I mean, it was like, oh. This is the struggle that I have. I was very much
1: just like you I would lose it all the time it was the rage that was how I was taught to kind of deal with my shit right that's what society teaches us to do train your men to be monsters we want them to be aggressive we want them to be manly we want them to be aggressive not assertive we want them to be aggressive and so that is our default when we come to something that's so uncomfortable that we can't comprehend uh, processing it
0: there's another thing to add to that. Okay. Society also teaches us as men to be protectors. To be protectors as well. And what was I doing? You were protecting, and right? y- you were there. I was there, and Kathy's I was home. also protecting. Who was I my protecting? My dogs were there. <sighs> I think you were kind of like protecting everybody. I was <laughs> protecting everybody you're, in that situation because that is talking what I did. Do. Down, right? and then you okay. were trying to get that woman to go on her way. Exactly. Did I accomplish everything that I needed to have
1: happen? You did. I
0: did, right. And that's because I have the and, experience around that. And I did as well because she stopped. She did. And she quickly uh, got away from their front door. She
1: did. Um, we still had to deal with her after that. And there were, you know, we just, we, we, again, there were so many yeah. possibilities of that, that the ways that that could have gone. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, let's go back uh, to like what society has taught us how to do, right? It's when we are in an uncomfortable situation something that you don't agree with it's whoever's the biggest the baddest whoever can you know beat the other one down whoever can get the most aggressive the most you know blah that's our perception of what assertion is but that's not the case of what assertion is right i'm not saying that you can't still be firm and tell people how it is but the moment you become aggressive it takes the focus off of their misbehavior and puts it onto the behavior that they've created, and that is a monster. So it goes back to how a lot of us are raised, to be honest you, back in the day, right? not saying that I was. I love my father. Hi, pops. But if you do something wrong, you're going to get hurt, right? You're going to get... Shit. Get hit. Talk Get hit. I'm going to get a whooping, some people say. All sorts of things, right? So if you... Uh, And and the problem with that style of parenting is, well, it's effective, but it doesn't necessarily uh, address the issue. So, for example, let's say there were cookies and you grabbed a cookie and your mom smacked you on the wrist and got
0: angry. My mom would have just slapped me across the face. What are you talking about? Okay, fine.
1: She came over and she grabbed and she slapped her across the face, yeah. so now you don't necessarily fear the cookie taking part. you fear the monster that is your mother, mm-hmm. right, so instead of understanding the reason why you're not supposed to eat the cookie because you're gonna spoil your dinner right, you don't see the the negative outcome of eating the cookie, you just see a monster that it creates, and that's the problem because it doesn't improve your behavior necessarily in in a way that gets you to understand why you don't need a cookie so when you get out into the real world and you see cookies you're gonna go, oh hell yeah no monster here now i'm all on my own and then you just keep eating cookies because they're so good and then you just become the cookie monster cookies cookies but you see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's conditioning. So I'm saying that we need to examine mental health because it's so complex, just like our own physical bodies, right? That even when we have a behavior that to some people from an outside perspective is shocking. Maybe you need to evaluate that, right? I remember exploding on people and now looking back on it going, God, I was just so out of control. Even when I thought I was in the most control because that's when I felt like I was at most control. Because I was taught that that's where you have most control. When you're angry and when you're fighting, that is when you have control. And I have learned that that is a lie the moment you become out of control you lose control
0: anger is one letter short of danger
1: yeah it's so much easier to control people if you are calm because you have so much more (laughs) what you're trained in that Yeah, I'm sitting here very calm in a very tense conversation with
0: you. But you're trained
1: in handling people like this. That is not true. As a teacher, you're not trained? I am No, I was never trained in any sort of de-escalation or any sort of conversating with anybody who's out of control. This is all stuff that I had to learn on the fly because I was kind of just thrown into all these positions. Yeah.
0: I thought being an instructor at an at-risk environment They would have staff development days, right? This is how you handle this stressor. We do. Um, And we're. So there is something. There's stuff, but it's, it's not there yet. Mm. They're getting there. But you have more than me. Yeah. I have, I have some lived experience. Right. Right. And I'm getting it by living here. Yes. In this community. Uh Uh-huh. But also understand that it's not
1: just that, it's the conditioning that you've been taught or that we've been taught at, in our ambient society right all of the things from the media to uh the family that we grew up in the italian right the way to solve the problems that you don't understand or know how to solve
0: is to get to level 10 richter aggression <sighs> I wish we still had Uncle Vinny in the family because he would have taken care of the problem. (laughs) You know, it's
1: funny. And I'm not
0: joking. No, it's crazy. All of us Italians have some weird-ass,
1: crazy Italian story.
0: One of the recent mental health activists that have come into our pop culture is Prince Harry. Mm. And with what his wife, Meghan Markle, went through living there in England in attempting to adapt to royal life and her mental health was in jeopardy and the firm, as they call the family business of the Royal family wouldn't help her. Right. And so he took matters into his own hands and left the country, stepped down from Royal duties. And now they're constantly being bashed on social media, on Twitter from England. Cause apparently England is tremendously racist. I never knew that I've never lived there. I've always heard the good stuff about England because my mom was English. When we see the Black Lives Matter protests and riots that were happening across the world, it's like, oh my gosh, it's not just here, it's everywhere. Yeah. But Prince Harry being a spokesperson for mental health awareness is fantastic. Yeah. Once your time starts slipping away and once you have other commitments in your day or you need to be there and just show up for other people, guess what, the self-care is the first thing that drops away, and that's and I'm happy to admit that as you know as a, as a as a husband, as a dad, as someone who's also starting up a starting up a business and with all sorts of commitments. But then think about the single dads, the single mums, like you just don't have the time to be able to do that. Um, so yes, I think the point here is that when it comes to, to to mental mental fitness, is the is the pinnacle, is what you're is what you're aiming for, and the road towards that is, it can be really bumpy.
1: You go back to that royal life, right? And for her, it was even worse because she
0: was, uh, you know, of color. And she wanted to kill herself. Yeah. Imagine your partner, your spouse, your love being in such pain and turmoil. Thank God Megan was able to voice that to right. Harry.
1: And, I, and, and and right on him, I'd be like, yeah, let's just get up out of here. And if this place is doing that to you,
0: I'm... that environment created a mental health crisis for both of them Mm. and harry's mother princess diana and now it's time for let's quiz tim graphic let's see how crazy tim is okay tim Mm. do animals suffer from mental health problems sure correct Science suggests that numerous non-human species suffer from psychiatric symptoms. Uh, my cats, all of them
1: have some sort of disorder. Uh, one of them has many. She's got like an eating disorder, she's got depression,
0: she's got, I don't know, she eats plastic. There is one mental malady common in humans that seems to have spared all other animals. What is it? What do you mean one mental malady? This one thing the animal kingdom doesn't have except only human beings. So what are, let's say, some of the top three mental disorders out there? There's depression, uh-huh. schizophrenia, uh-huh. and what's another good one? I think I kind of just told you what it is right there. <laughs> schizophrenic? They're not schizophrenic? Animals are not schizophrenic. Schizophrenic? Only oh, humans. Okay.
1: Well, that, uh, you messed that one up. I did. You suck!
0: Though psychotic animals may exist, psychosis such as schizophrenia has never been observed outside of our own species. Not yet. True. Do dogs and cats suffer from depression? Yes. Correct. Your pet can feel depressed. In fact, depression in animals isn't so different from depression in people. If your pet had behavior or mood changes and is sleeping more than normal, has a change in appetite, and has lost interest in their favorite activities then your pet may be depressed. (laughs) Sounds like one of those commercials. It does. Can dogs take psychiatric meds? Sure. Correct. The answer to this question is overwhelmingly yes. The most commonly used... Mm Overwhelmingly. The most commonly used behavior medications in dogs include Prozac, Xanax, and Trazodone. (laughs) Wow. My brother gives a dog Trazodone my, my dog lady Has a prescription for Trazodone mm. Because she has tremendous uh, Separation anxiety Right
1: So what's our solution in our community To
0: mental health problems Send Richter after them No Medicate them yeah, let's because, talk
1: about that after this because that's a big problem too.
0: Can you give your cat Xanax for anxiety? Sure. No, no. why it's not? Commonly prescribed anti-anxiety and sleep medications such as Xanax and Amion that are toxic when ingested by cats. Oh, there you go.
1: Don't get it to your cat. Don't, don't don't give it to your cats.
0: Side effects include toxicity may include aggression and agitation. <laughs> Just makes some more of a cat. No one wants an angry pussy. Gross. At this point in the year of our Lord, Donald H. Christ, are MAGA supporters suffering from mental health problems? Honest. Remember, I'm not being mean. We're not making fun. Do Trumpers have mental health problems because of this?
1: Do you think that you have a mental health problem because of the way you react to the lady? No. Then no,
0: I don't. MAGA have a shared psychosis, which is called "folie a millions, madness for millions. When occurring at the national level or induced delusions, refers to the infectiousness of severe symptoms that goes beyond ordinary group psychology. When a highly symptomatic individual is placed in an influential position, like Donald H. Christ, the person's symptoms can spread through the population through emotional bonds, heightening existing pathologies, and inducing delusions, paranoia, and propensity for violence. Even in previously healthy individuals, Mega. the treatment, Tim, is removal of exposure. And this is coming from the shared psychosis of Donald Trump and his loyalists from a forensic psychiatrist named Bandy Lee. The thing I found interesting in this uh, doctor's opinion, the inducing delusions, the whole thing with like JFK Jr. coming back from the dead. Sure. That was nuts. That's beyond. Mm -hmm. That's beyond anything we've seen in our adult lives. Sure. That's like saying Bigfoot is going to come and help Donald Trump. I used to yeah yeah <laughs> right i mean we don't okay but these people have been groomed to believe in resurrections jesus right. christ sure uh but i
1: mean but we see this happen a lot right uh because people are looking for something so 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 let's talk about this craziness because they they be, you think about this right they believe in jesus christ is it the same crazy as believing that jfk is going to come back is it the same crazy as believing in Sasquatch? Rick, tell me about this book. (laughs) Let's get into this mental health thing right now, real quick. We're going to go through this beginning to end. I want to know, because here's the thing, you're right, right? Why did I say they don't have a mental health crisis? Because we don't classify people who have a belief system necessarily as having a mental health crisis. Otherwise, you'd have to classify anybody who believed in something that wasn't physically there to have a mental health crisis, right? Anybody who believes in God is suffering a mental health crisis because they can't comprehend the fact that they're going to die and then be done. But at the same time, we don't know that we're going to die and then be done. So it's so crazy to believe that there is an afterlife because who are we to say? All of these are assumptions and opinions. So I want to walk through how you got sucked into the world of Sasquatch from the beginning. Well, baby Richter. Oh boy, no, put this away.
0: Well, it all happened one dark night.
1: <laughs> Ew. Unfortunately, Rick is a secret government agent hired by the government to sabotage Bigfoot research. Because of that, this episode dealing with mental health will be split into three parts. To be continued next week. Oh, I wish a motherfucker would. Break It Down with Rick and Tim is also available to watch on YouTube. Check us out also online at www.BreakItDownWithRickAndTim.com